This is episode number 466 with Eric Thomas. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Oh, we've got a hot one today on the School of Greatness podcast. Get ready, buckle in, and let's go. Eric Thomas, PhD, is an author, world-renowned speaker, educator, and pastor. E.T., as he is better known, has taken the world by storm with his creative style and high-energy messages. His words continue to impact tens of millions of people all over the world world. Through a significant social media presence and his recent domestic and international tours, E.T., the hip-hop preacher, has become a global phenomenon. He's worked with Fortune 500 companies such as General Electric, Quicken Loans, AT&T, Nike, Under Armour, New Balance, and UPS. He's also consulted for major universities and the major sports teams within the MLB, NBA, NFL, and MLS. And boy, do we get down today. I am pumped, and I hope you guys really enjoy this one. It's all about how to prepare for greatness and believe in yourself. Separate ego from impact and step into the person you were always born to be. Some of the things we cover today are why hitting rock bottom can be of massive service to you. The difference having a great team can make in your career and your brand versus having an average team. Also, what it means to be grounded versus to be humble. Why you must prepare every day to perform and how to overcome the fear of speaking in front of an audience, big and small. That and so much more. I am so pumped, guys. We got down today. And I want to give a shout out before we dive into the Review of the week over on iTunes. This is from Kathy Griswold, who said, love, love, love this podcast. Absolutely love it. Every episode is more inspirational than the one before. It's hard to wait for the next one to come out. You help to put me in the right mindset every morning for work. Thank you. Kathy Griswold, thank you for leaving a review and for being the review of the week. If you haven't left a review yet, make sure to go to iTunes.com slash greatness and leave one right now to be considered for the review of the week. Now, without further ado, let me introduce to you the one, the only Eric Thomas. Welcome everyone back to the School of Greatness podcast. We've got a living legend in the house, Eric Thomas, my man. Living legend. I'm living. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you, man. I'm, uh, I'm excited about this. This yeah. is uh, the first uh, interview we're done in the new space. So I we just redesigned it. this. I we're still it. making some tweaks and things yeah. here and there, but... Yeah. Welcome to a new year. In a new space. In a new space. Yeah. I don't have to clean it, though. Do you don't have to clean it, no, yeah. We did an interview, I think it was two years ago. Yeah. Two years yeah. ago, You man. came to me. I came about an yeah. hour away, yeah. like somewhere. I don't even yeah. know, I don't where, know where we were. Some Ontario hotel. or something, yeah. I'd yeah. never been there yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. You and I either, so. And um, we had a great time connecting yeah. then. Yeah. I think that's the last... That's the first and last time I've seen you in person, yeah, right? It was that absolutely. time. Yeah. But I've kept up with you ever since. Yeah. Yeah, been listening to your stuff and uh, learning, man. We started a podcast I because know, you of you. Crushing it. We we uh we weren't on the level to go here. Yeah. So we kind of just do it in our car and in our garage, but we'll get here one day. No, you guys yeah, are great. Yeah, you guys are doing yeah. amazing. And uh you've been I've been seeing you on tour. You're going to yeah. like 
a thousand cities yeah. and you know the last six months yeah. or something crazy you're just yeah. constantly on the road and then it's there's packed audiences yeah. thousands of yeah. people showing up yeah. you're in we tried to connect in houston yeah, recently, yeah, but, but you're, you're doing too much and you're speaking to like 30 schools a yeah, day or something yeah, yeah. so i just try to stay busy man stay out of trouble i hate you yeah, man yeah, i hate stay you out of trouble uh, well i'm sorry to your back yeah. um because you have such a unique gift you need you need talent and you need power and presence in the world so i'm excited you're back and i'm curious first what are you most grateful for recently in the last you know, a few months of your life, yeah. you've been doing so many things. You've got all these programs, a speaker training thing coming out we'll talk about. You were speaking all over the world, all the NBA teams, yeah. baseball, NFL. You're doing everything. What are you most grateful for? Yeah, my wife's health, man. She's back. You know, I remember when um, about three years ago she was diagnosed with MS, and she was like a baby, you know. So I have two children. So, you know, when you think about a child, um, they eat and sleep. You know, that's pretty much it. And that was it. She only had energy to eat and sleep. Really? You know, so she would sleep like maybe 12 hours a day, you know, just a little energy, you know. And uh, I knew something was wrong because she would go to the mall and she could only last 20 minutes, you know, 20, 30 minutes, no stabbing. I'm like, yo, she's a marathon no, runner. No ladies <laughs> yeah, can yeah, do that. You know? <laughs> I said, something's wrong here. And um, wow. we just left. We went to Australia. And I mean, literally, in Australia, we were hitting like, they, the guys can tell you, we were getting up like at five o'clock to catch a seven o'clock flight, like every single day, you know, and she was murdering it, wow. like getting up before me, getting dressed, you know, boom. And she never complained. You know, we get back. That's what 24 hour flight. We get back. And she says to me, like, yo, I think I'm better. Like wow. these trips aren't affecting me like they were three years ago. So I think, man, that's the best. She, um, yeah, I don't know when this is getting recorded or when it goes out, but she wrote that letter, you know, and she's like, yep, it's time for me to put this behind mm. and support you, you know, in your ministry. So I think that's, man, just having my wife back. Like we've been dating since we were 16 years old. Amazing. She was 15 and we never dreamed of uh, a illness. You know, we never had like a chronic illness as a part of our life dream and goal. So when it hit, you know, of course I supported her, but um, you know, it just wasn't, it, it came out of nowhere, you know? And so for a lot of people, unfortunately, when they have legions on their brain, you know, it travels to their spinal cord and travels throughout their body and they're in wheelchairs, whatever. And she is fully like mm. back, like 90 percent back. So I think if there's anything I'm grateful for is to have my high school sweetheart, oh, you know, man. back to, you know, 100 percent. That's beautiful. Yeah, no question. And that's no cool. Question. She's going to be joining the forces. Yeah. With the, uh, I don't know how ET cool Empire. that part is. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, right? yeah. We'll see. I'll come back three years from now. You're doing, you, yeah. you're doing a marriage uh, yeah, yeah. workshop Absolutely. here coming up yeah. uh, this week or whatever. Yeah. And maybe part of that is the space you have, you oh. know, the space between the time you're together, right? <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. That's what keeps you guys yeah, together. Yeah, even yeah. CJ was like, he doesn't know if he wants his wife up there, you know. <laughs> he doesn't know 100% sure what she's going right, to say. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, but I'll come back and give you this. Or maybe you can interview her. In two years, yeah, we'll right, do another right, time and yeah, see yeah, what's going Didi. on. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I like yeah. it, man. Um, and you, you've been speaking everywhere. You, yeah. you know, just this year alone, you've been speaking a lot. Yeah. Again, hundreds and thousands of people that come out. What's the biggest challenge that most of these individuals have? What's the common challenge? Believe. That they don't believe, man. You know, it's it's um, it's all mental, and people don't get it. You know, everybody wants to say, okay, well, here go 10 steps to, okay, Lewis said do eight, E.T. said do nine. Mm -hmm. You know, this person says this is the 12 steps, and everybody's trying to get the steps without the mentality. It's like, okay, maybe you don't need all nine or maybe you don't need all eight. Maybe you need four. Maybe you need 12. I don't know. But I think sometimes they see what we do and say, if I can, if like, if I can duplicate that, just like exactly how he's done in the book, exactly. How, and it's like, yo, you have a story, you know, you, you have a unique experience. And so your 12 are shaped 
by by not just your world, but how your world has shaped your thinking. And I think that's the part they're missing. It's like, guys, it, you know, if it was easy, everybody could do it. If it was a cookie cutter, everybody would just follow it to the T. But there's a mindset. And when I looked at Serena, you know, when I look at the Michael Jordans of the world, Brady. Tom Brady, mm. you know, when you look at Michael Phelps, like it is a mentality. You know, on our new album, The Resolution, I talk about I got that dog. And I'm not really referring to just this you know, aggressiveness, but it is a mindset. I saw Belichick said something where, you know, they were like, how you feeling about the Super Bowl? He's like, I'm going to be honest with you. We're five weeks behind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, everybody else for is- For next year. For next year. Yeah, everybody yeah. else is practicing, training. They lost, you know, they, they and so they're trying to get ready. They're lifting weights. They're reading books. They're, you know, everybody that lost is studying. He's like, yo, we five. What type of mind says <laughs> crazy. we're five weeks behind the in terms of- The day after the Super Bowl. Right, the day after the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, but again, it's a mentality. And yes. I think a lot of people are missing that mentality. Mm. And what's good to get them to develop that mentality and that belief? I, what's it going to take? I, I say for, for me, it was hitting rock bottom, you know, and so hopefully for them it's hitting rock bottom or not hitting their goals and, and, and having this cycle of loss that they'll say like a LeBron. You saw LeBron crying. That was because Cleveland had lost for so many years. Like they had never had a championship. So, so, so he, he was just like, yo, we finally did it, you know, but it was year after year of losing mm. that even when he left and won, he came back. Because he remembered a loss and said, yo, this is a this is good, but this isn't what I set out to do. Like, I want to be a winner and I want this town to know what it feels like to win. You know, so I think that's it. When you lose enough or when you hit rock bottom and you just say, like, enough is enough, mm-hmm. just everything will snap and change. Because you're saying, look, the way I've been doing it, it's not working. Mm-hmm. So I have to do something different. So I, I just think, man, you got to hit rock bottom. Here's the interesting thing. I, I meet a lot of these people and this is like the deadliest person, in my opinion. When someone tells me, you know, Lewis, I've got a really good job. Yeah. I'm making 130 grand a year. I've been doing it for 20 years. I got a, you know, really good life, good kids, yeah. good wife. Yeah. But just that uh, something's missing. And they got those like golden handcuffs, right? Where they, good life, but yeah. it's not outstanding. What do you say to those individuals who are like, it's hard to really? They don't want to hit rock bottom because yeah. they got a good life. Yeah, but. Man, it's really tough to break through that top level. Look, man, I just had this conversation with, like, my number one client in the world, and that's my son. You know, we just had this talk. And I said, son, you are probably at the most dangerous part of your life. And he's like, dad, I got three months, and I graduate from college. Like, right. I work with Tom Izzo. Yeah. You know, I've won a, 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 dad, I wear an elite eight ring, a final four ring. Dad, I, I got a job offer of, of, of a lifetime. And I was like, that's the problem. I'm like, everything you've ever dreamed of, you are three months away. So what happens three months in one day? Like, you have nothing, son. Like, I said, so what you have to do for me is now I need you to start all over from scratch. I need you to come up with what's the next four years look like? What's the next grind? I'm like, is it getting an 800 credit score? Is it saving $250,000? Is it finding the girl of your dream and getting married? You know, is it buying a house, helping your mom uh, pay for your sister to go to school? I'm like, son, I don't care what it is. But you don't understand this is dangerous because this is where people mess up. They get comfortable. They settle and they think, yo, I made it. And like you said, that's the worst place in the world. So I told my son, like, yo, just imagine in three months, you're going to wake up and every dream you've had since you were six or seven years old is like who graduates with the dream job? You know, who 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 lives in New York? Who's who's he's in Manhattan. He's going to be in Manhattan, Times Square. You know, so I said, son, this is a dangerous place. So I say to those individuals, yeah, you're right. You don't want to hit rock bottom. But you have to create your own mental rock bottom so that you don't hit rock bottom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
It's yeah. kind of like the power of broke, right? Absolutely. It's like Damon John talking about the power of broke yeah. all the time. He's even, even if you're the richest guy in the world, you got to act like you got you no gotta money. you got to act like it. Because for yeah. what makes Brady want to win a fifth? What makes Jordan? At 39. At 39. What makes Jordan say, okay, I got four? Like, it's not even a new season. He said, we gonna buy, we got to get the fifth one. What makes Serena get 23 and still going? Like, what makes Venus, who was sick and should have been gone, and now she's 36 years old, what makes her fight to get to the Australian Open? And I'm telling you, it's, it's not the money, the network. It's not, you know, the vision board. It's, I believe, for those of us who are where we are, it's something within, you know, and, and you can't go buy that. You know, I can't give it to you. Lewis can't. Like, you've got to go within and find that mm-hmm. and pull that stuff out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What do you think is the best way to develop belief in oneself? I, I just think, man, for me, I mean, a million ways. But for me, it's like you got to find that why. You know, it's like I couldn't imagine not getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning because Didi needs me. You know, imagine, you know, and I don't know MS like that. And no, nobody quote me or call Lewis and say Eric was wrong. <laughs> right. But I do know the one thing that they know is stress causes it. And, and the way the legions grow is because of stress. So my thing is I got to keep the stress off my wife. And right now she's in a hotel, you know, in, in, in L.A. You know, she's about to leave her job and she knows that still financially we're fine. She has a car and we're taking care. So I'm thinking about my son who I don't want to have a student loan or my daughter who I don't, you know. So for me, it's like it's my why. And I keep telling people, OK, yeah, Tom Brady, but he was doing it. I believe Roger Goodell. I, I believe his mom with cancer. Mm. I believe he cried when he talked about his father. He has four Super Bowls. He was crying about his father about being his hero. hero. I'm like, this is unbelievable. I, you, I mean, what more can you ask for? So it's not the car, the house, the whatever. It is that internal goal, that internal why. And so for me, I just think that's it. Like that, like you, ah, it's just, mm. it's something within and you mm. got to pull it out. And so it's easy when you have a why, a purpose. I'm doing it for this. I'm doing it for that. It's easy to get up and get going. But if it's just for a car, mm. what happens, Louis, when you get the car? Because you can buy it. What happens when you get the house and you can buy the house? What happens when you get the jet and you got, but the, when, when it's for your son, that's forever. Like my wife's MS, the, the, the span of her life. It's going to keep me like it's not okay. I can get a house and it's over. Like that's going to take me if she lives another fifty. I'm going to be grinding like this for fifty. And what I try to explain to people, you have seen this happen before. I don't know if you know a person personally, but you've got a guy whose wife they've been married fifty years, and you know, and she died, and this guy dies two weeks later, and it's like, mm-hmm. how did you get through? Like he got through cancer. You know, he made it through cancer, but his wife dies and he dies a week or two later. Why did he get through cancer? Because he was doing it for her. Mm. But once she died, that was his whole reason for living, his whole reason for existing. Right. And when that why died, he was like, it's over for me. You know, mm. or I don't remember Carrie Underwood, I think was her name. Uh-huh. And her the young lady from Star Wars. What was her uh, name? Yes, I'm not sure. Okay, some, I, I think it's something like that. But she, okay. And her Carrie Fisher passed. Yeah. And I think her mom passed. Like a week like, later or yeah, something, Yeah, a week right? later. The next day, wow. see, you got some smart people here, right? <laughs> the next day, so so why did she die? Her baby, that was her baby girl. Uh. She was all these years that her daughter was struggling with addiction and going through whatever her challenges were. Moms was right there, but once she died, mm. moms, everything died for moms. So I just think that why Lewis is so mm. important. And if your why is a car, well, you're talking 2015 gets old, what, in 2020? Right. So that's it. Like, yeah. you know, your house, it depreciates in value in, what, 10, 20 years maybe? Yeah. So I think But when you have that why, that thing pushes you. You're doing it for cancer for your mom. Tom Brady's thinking in his mind. And, and one of the players said, hey, remember you're doing this for your mom? Wow. He said it. Like, hey, you're doing this for your mom. I know we're down 25. Yeah, 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 I know we're down 25 points. But you said your mom. You know, and so Tom is like, yep, I told my mom, wow. my dad, and I don't want to see my mom at the end of the game 
with a loss. And then mom comes up with the scarf, and you can see she's going through chemo, and he did it for his mom. So you got to have something within, man. <sighs> yeah. What's your why? Didi, you know, Jalen, Jada, you know, Carl, CJ, their families, you know. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, you know, I'm not working just for me. I promise these guys if they would rock with me, you know, that they would be rewarded. So they mm -hmm. have wives now and children now. Yeah. They have homes and cars and lifestyles. And, like, what I do every interview, every video, you know, every presentation, if I don't get better, they don't get better, right. you know. And so when I have these other guys saying, you know, we're going to catch you, E, we're going to be a better speaker, I'm like, well, you better have 100 people you're working for because you're not about to beat me because mm -hmm. I've got people who are relying, like, counting on me. When I'm on the treadmill, I'm on the treadmill not because I need to look a certain way. Way. My wife's been in. Like, she got. She got beat. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So she's been in for the long haul. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm fat, small, whatever. It, I, she's yeah, with me. She's yeah, not yeah. going nowhere. So I'm not doing it for her. I'm not doing it. My mom's not gonna love me no more right. if I weigh 155 pounds versus 260. My right. mom's gonna love me. Right, right. But if, if but if I if my health lasts for another 30 and I can keep this energy, bro, I'm doing three, four gigs a day. If yeah. I can keep this energy for another 20 years, financially, you know where, where the team is gonna be. But if I allow myself to get sick. You know, uh, because I'm not taking care of my body and I can't go speak or I, I can't consult, then then the guys are going to suffer. Their families are going to suffer. So, I, so I, man, I'm telling you, waking up for them, you know, and eating right for them, that's my mm. why, man. Mm. And then all those people who see me in the airport who are crying or those people who see me and say, hey, you got me through prison or you got me through my exams. I, I can't afford, Lewis, to let those people down. Like, I'm not an entertainer. Mm. You know, entertainers have the luxury of doing whatever they do you know, uh, uh, on stage, you know, and then they can live whatever life they want to live. Like nobody holds them to, you know, a standard. But Eric Thomas, people hold me to like, that's my pastor or that's mm -hmm. my mentor. Or, that's my father. Like there are kids who would say, I don't have a father. Like you don't know it, but you're my father. People say like, yo, you were my business partner before I like you were my silent business partner for six years. So mm -hmm. if I fall off, they fall off. You know, I've heard CJ say before, like, e, I'm not trying to be funny. And I hope it doesn't happen. But if you got a divorce, I don't, I'm thinking like if, if you couldn't make it, I'm, not gonna, marriage, make it, yeah. I'm not gonna be able to make. I wake wow. up thinking about that. That was a conversation we had ten years ago, maybe. But I wake up like E, make sure you do what you're supposed to do mm. because so much is riding on your speaking. Mm. You know, not tires, but on my speaking. How know? do you? Uh, yeah, of course. How do you not allow the pressure to overwhelm you? Or how do you reframe it in your mind, not as pressure yeah, or something right, right, else? Right. Yeah, that's what I, I don't see it yeah, as. Yeah. Uh, pressure for sure but i don't see pressure as negative you know like you probably i see pressure as it creates diamonds you know so without it no no one could be great so Didi's ms you know and i tell people this all the time i know guys who literally left their wives when they were um diagnosed with maybe cancer or maybe ms you know i know a young lady specifically who husband left her after 20 years you know, of, of her being diagnosed with MS. And I get it. You know, I get, I do understand. But I said in sickness and in health, mm. I can't prove that I really love you without this pressure. Like this pressure proves like anybody can do it. If everything was good, I'm proving under stress. Brady, Brady was like, fear. We had no fear. God, we got to score right now. We got, this is well, okay. Now we just score. Now we got to score again. Now it's overtime. Now we really have to yeah, score yeah. because if we don't score now and they score, game is over. So for me, I don't see it as negative. I see it as, yo, pressure is what separates the boys from the men. This is what everybody says. They're a great speaker. They're great. This pressure says, okay, we're going to really see who's the champion. And I'm not trying to, I know it's a lot of Falcon fans out there. I'm not trying to be disrespectful <laughs> to anybody, 
you know, but they were able to handle a certain amount of success. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, almost most of fourth quarter. But when the pressure hit, they weren't able to sustain the success they were having. So once we get to overtime, now all of a sudden it goes to the Patriots and all of a sudden you stopped them all this time, but you couldn't stop them when it mattered mm. because that it was, a, it was a pressure that a lot of those guys had probably never felt Super Bowl overtime. You know what I'm saying? They probably never felt, we got to stop him now. You know what I'm saying? We got to sack Brady now. Like you were able to get a sack in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, but when you needed to sack most, under the most stressful time, you weren't able to produce. Whereas Brady was like, yo, I've been here. Yeah. I've been here before. So I got it. So for me, the pressure isn't negative. Mm-hmm. I like the pressure because it's going to separate ETA from all the other companies that say they're the best motivational service companies in the world. And they might be. It might be 12 of us. I don't know. But if it's yeah. 12, we will be among the 12. The top. Yeah, 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 we'll yeah. be among the 12. And there's room for everyone. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, that that can world. handle the pressure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, can handle the pressure. Of course. And you can't be at the uh, the Cavs and the Pistons at the yeah. same time. So, you know, <laughs> you got to choose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about ego. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have, I would say, similar kind of businesses where we're we're in the face, right? We're the personalities. We're leading the charge. And without us, it probably wouldn't be as uh, successful as it is, right? We're speaking. We're doing the videos, all that stuff. How do you separate your personal ego from not getting in the way to being able to be the biggest service that you can in the world as opposed to it's all about you know me mentality but all about serving your audience? How do you separate that for yeah, yourself? Yeah, well, it's the same way I look at the face. You know, the, the eye is very important, but not without the nose, you know, and the nose has a significance, but not without the ear. So I don't know if the ear is sweeter than the nose. You know, so I don't know if the ear could say, yo, hey, I'm the ear. Like, come on. I don't know if the eyes can say, hey, without us, guys, we couldn't see. Absolutely. But see what? You know, so for me, uh, I think I don't have an ego problem because I understand I, I play a, a significant role, you know, in a, in a in a phenomenal organization, you know, and without those other pieces, the success that I'm having, I wouldn't have, right. you know? So yeah, I may be the face, but I'm not the nose. I'm not the eye. I'm not the mouth. I'm not the ear. So it's no success mm-hmm. without those things. So, and I, and I, and I had a long career without the people who work with me now and had a very good career. And now I have a phenomenal career. So I yeah. understand I, I can, you know, some people have like one group and it's like, this happened with that group. No, I had a group and I have another group. So I played with the Cleveland Cavs back in this time frame. Then I'm playing with the Cleveland Cavaliers at this time. And I had success with the first Cleveland Cavaliers. I got contracts. I got, you know, people knew who I was. But with this one, I'm winning. We we got hardware now. championships. We win championships. So it's easy for me now because I realize, hey, without these guys, I wouldn't have X, Y, and Z. And so I don't see myself as, okay, I did these videos. No, if Carl didn't record them and edit mm. them, nobody would even know who I right, am. Right. I would have just been that sweet dude in that room. That one with video. Those 50 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those 50 people would have been like, yo, eat a man. Yeah. But with the videos, you know, with C's uh, strategic branding and saying, okay, it needs to be done this way, this way, this way, I wouldn't make the money I'm making. My kids mm. wouldn't have the lifestyle. My wife wouldn't have the lifestyle. So for me, it's not It's not an ego. It's not, my mother used to always tell us, don't say you're humble because you, you have to have something to be humble. My mother say, say you're grounded. You know, so for me, I'm mm. grounded. I know that I'm not that deep, but I am one piece of a phenomenal puzzle. Yeah, that's yeah. great, man. That's funny. In the, in the beginning of every one of my chapters in my book, I talk about getting grounded, yeah. preparing yourself. Yeah. We yeah. say get grounded. Absolutely. I think it's important. I stole it from you. Uh, <laughs> probably not, but it's... Yeah, yeah. I, I borrowed it, I should <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Talk to me about what it means to be a man and your your opinions and thoughts on masculinity. Yeah. Because there's a lot happening right now. We don't need to get into politics, but just in the world, there's a lot of frustration, confusion, uncertainty, uh, you know, battling of the sexes, things like this. What's your definition of masculinity? Yeah, first off. First off, man, it's responsibility. You know, I think uh, a man is about responsibility. And I think a man, a true man, knows he's the head but plays, you know, the tail. You know, he. I don't have to walk around my house and say, yo, I'm the man. You know, I show my wife I'm the man by ironing her clothes before I leave for the day. Mm. You know, I show I'm the man by calling my son and saying, is there any way I can help you? You know, I know you're a senior in college, but is there anything I could do for you? You know, I show my manhood by, you know, saying to C and Carl, man, I love you guys. You know what I'm saying? And on the podcast, I love you guys. Or the, on the calls, I wouldn't be here without you. So I think there's this fine balance of, yep, I'm powerful and I have this strength, but I don't use it for my advantage. I use it for us. I use it so we can grow. Like, I don't use my platform to tear you down, mm. you know, or say things about you that, you know, would put you in a bad place. I, I use my influence. I use my money. I use my strength. I use my influence. I use my impact to build us up yeah. and not tear us down. So for me, manhood, like the real man says, like, I'm not going to make no excuses. I'm not going to point the finger and say, Lewis, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. I'm going to take full ownership, full responsibility of helping us and even you. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I, I was looking to get a loan for uh, I was wanted some property for our church and the bank was like, I'm sorry, but like we don't do loans, you know, for churches. And I'm like, OK, well, you know, our history He's like, it has nothing to do with you. In the last 10 years, churches have with the economy, the way that churches have proven that they haven't. And so I'm like, I'm like, Lewis, I'm like, wow, it has nothing to do with me. Right. But because of the churches and what they, so I'm not just doing this for speaking for ET. I'm doing this. So when Lewis does it mm -hmm. and people see ET and see the integrity, they don't look at motivational speaking as man, that's, that's whack or inspiration as that's a, that's, that's baloney. Cause you'll go online and there are reports or different videos yeah. that say, man, motivation, how, why, who does that? Like that's fake. They trying to take your money. So when, when I do what's right by this mm. industry, it makes it easier Everyone for you. Else, yeah. And when you do right by this industry, it makes it easier for me. And people are not saying they're scams. So for me, yeah. Manhood is responsibility, and it's that fine balance of when I was a child, I spoke like I act like I understood that. But when I became a man, like I put childish stuff away, and I'm not competing with you. Mm. I'm 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 here to enhance you, build. I'm on the show today, yes. like literally. I don't care how many shows you do. I want this to be one of the ones where people are like I got a fool with Lewis. Like yo, the way he interviewed <laughs> E, like the whole they chemistry. Like yeah, yeah. yo, I got a fool with this guy. Not I'm on the show. To build my following. But like I've right. got to let people know. And for real. I'm just being real with you Lewis. Like I get a lot of calls. And I don't. I, I, I do very few interviews. Right. Because when we sit together. Whether we say it or not. We are endorsing one another. Absolutely. We're, yeah. we're, we're saying like yo. I fool with Lewis. I fool with E.T. You know. So I'm yeah. here because. I have had a chance to follow you. Right. I've had a chance to meet you. I'm like yo. He the real deal. Like I'm. I'm I, I have flaws. But you the real deal. Like yeah. you are an authentic person. Thanks, like man. you're serious about what you do. Yeah. You're trying to add value. So for me. If I have a chance as a man. With a platform. To help you, I'm going to do that. So this tearing each other down, mm -hmm. this talking to each other in a way, like this tweeting stuff. I'm like, bro, you're a grown man. You have something to say to me. Like, just <laughs> call me. Let's face. say it to yeah, my yeah. face. Like, we don't have to, we don't have to yeah, tear each yeah. other down. So yes. I'm just about mm. responsibility is what yeah, I think manhood is. Cool. Bringing up and not tearing down. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's cool, man. 
And who is the most, uh, who is the person you look up to the most in the world in general, whether it's an athlete or someone in your family or is there someone that you're like, gosh, that guy or that woman or that person? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I'm not, like, that's not me. Like, you know, my biological father wasn't in my life, my father who raised me. So I've never really had that mm -hmm. dude. But like 100, if I had to pick a dude, it would probably be CJ. Like, I look to CJ like, wow, like, like I look at CJ, he's younger than me, you know what I'm saying? But the stuff that he does, the moves that he makes, I'm like, yo, that's like, if I could start all over again and do it differently, a lot of what I see in him, I'm like, yo, I, I would do that at 22, 23. Like, yeah. I wasn't really on that, like, business-wise. Like, I might have been praying and stuff, but I wasn't in terms of business, in terms of my marriage. Like, I had to figure some stuff out, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, I wasn't 21 married and like, oh, I know to do this, this, and that. Like, I'm getting into it with my girl. Like, I didn't know, like, okay, you need to so there's just some stuff that I've seen and the way he handles himself and does stuff that mm. I'm like yo I don't have that you know I have a dream like, this man is my and puts up but if I had to have somebody that I would say I look up to it would probably be C and this like in this time of my life that's who I look to if I had like a challenge or like okay which way should we go and yeah, and I might have a thought in my mind and be like, don't think that thought. Ask see what you think he should do. And if his thought ain't your thought, don't worry about your thought. Just go with what he say. Correct. And the ship, we're going to be all right. So, sure. yeah, that's how I would probably that's cool. answer that. Yep. And what about, like, someone who you haven't met who you're thinking is doing something really inspiring or they're just building a bill? I'd say M M Michelle Obama. Oh, yeah. You know, or Oprah. You know, it's just I'm looking at Michelle like, wow. Like, that role is a role you could have easily just played – you know, in the backdrop and not really done anything, but she had her own ideas, her own platform, and she used it, you know, to help a population of people who would be considered disadvantaged. And then you look at an Oprah who's in Africa starting schools who are putting people's books on and, you know, putting them on her show, and all of a sudden now they have they have influence and impact. So I look at those two women as if I could have a, a mentor, I would love to sit down with those ladies and ask, like, how did you gain your influence? Like, because they started... Like, they don't necessarily come from privilege. Right. And to be able to now be women of, you know, privilege and impact, I would love to just know, like, what books were you guys reading? Right, like, right. who were you learning from? And why, ego-wise, why did you not let your ego? You look at Oprah, like, even though she big time, you look at Oprah like somebody that, that's like my auntie. Like a friend. Yeah, yeah I'm like, that's like my auntie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could go sit down and have a con or uh, Michelle. You don't look at Michelle as, you know, you can't touch her and whatever. You look at how she was with her husband. She's dancing, kissing. Like, she was a normal, the way she treated her daughters. Like, they, they got pigtails. My daughters got pigtails. Like, it's like, yeah. they're, they're, they're just normal. They're not, of course, but they are normal people in the sense that they didn't lord over people with their celebrity or with mm. their influence. And so I would love to sit down and kind of learn from those individuals. Mm. And maybe you can call Oprah for me and set that up. Yeah, I'm working on that too. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Well, whoever gets there first. Yeah, yeah, like right, right. yeah, yeah, whoever gets there first. We'll make sure we say the name. Yeah. I like that. Um, what's your dream? Yeah, to change the world, starting with the educational system. I just feel like so many kids who are disadvantaged don't know the power of knowledge. You know, they don't get it. You know, like you, you, because you are knowledgeable, you were able to write your story. You were able to write your narrative. And I just think because these kids don't understand the power of education, they're not writing their own narrative and they're letting people write their narrative for yeah. them. 
They're letting people just decide their fate. And I just want to say, look, like, learn, read, write. Like, if you're not good at English, okay, go with math. Be an engineer. But, like, Mm -hmm. take advantage. And I want to help teachers. Like, there's so many teachers I feel like they care. But because they didn't grow up in certain neighborhoods and they're not familiar with the, the language, the rules or the codes, they're not able to coach these kids. Mm. Like, and this generation is different. You just can't throw a book in their face because they don't they don't have that, you know, um, uh, that, that, that desire for learning. But you can still coach them. Like you can still get them ready. So I just want to help teachers to go in the classroom, and like really empower, really change and give them the tools that they need to do what they went to school for. Like everybody talks bad about teachers. You think I, I took a fifty thousand dollar cut? Like, you think I went into education and not a doctor or a lawyer or engineer so that I can fail? And teachers want to be successful, too. But I just don't think that they have the tools for this generation. So, I, I, man, that, that's what I would love to do is change the educational system and just give more people. Man, you know how it is flying, you know, the world. You know how it is being able to eat. At, you know what it's like to have choice. You know, you know what it's like to it's have nice. freedom. It's, 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 it's real nice. Man, it's great, man. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm. And I don't want people to think, you know, I'm on that, but I walked in a hotel yesterday. There was this long line, and then there was the SPG, I think, line. I was like, I'm in the SPG. Yeah, line. yeah. And I went in and, you know, checked in nice. quick. I was like, yo, I like this. I'm not against the long line, but yeah, it's nice. good to be, you know, a member, you know, and, and that's what I want for other people. I, I don't want just that Eric can put his kids through school or Eric can travel mm-hmm. to Australia. Like, I want other kids to know what it's like to have ownership of their own life. Isn't that what America's about? All men are created equal. Mm. You know, all men are created, and I want them to enjoy the liberty and the fruit of being an American because mm. if you really live the American dream, it's it's unbelievable. It's, it's not like anything else. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing, man. Yeah, but it's just so few people who actually get that opportunity. Yeah. So how are you gonna do that? Um, well, you saw Houston, man. I'm just you were like three, four schools a day. Hey, this hey. is what I love about ET is he. You really practice what you're preaching yeah. about your dream. You're yeah. not just like I want to change the educational yeah. system and yeah. talk to a few yeah. leaders about it or something. Yeah. You are actually uh-huh. on the ground. Yeah. You'll speak to six kids, yeah. six hundred kids. Yeah. You'll speak to a classroom, uh-huh. the whole school. F- and funny story, a- if you don't mind, yeah, I got go time. Ahead. My so my auntie invited me to her school. So apparently, she doesn't know. I'm E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher. Uh, yeah. She invites me to her school, and so she sends me this text and says, okay, should I invite um, just my students or maybe a couple more? <laughs> and I said, well, Auntie, you know, get more, right? Yeah. I get there. She got 10 people in the classroom. Like, uh, I'm speaking to 10 kids. A high school, probably about 25. I'm speaking to 10 kids. Just so happens that the lady, talk about the law of attraction. Uh-huh. The teacher next door has been following my stuff mm. for years. Shows the kids every Monday. She's like, E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher is in our school. And my aunt is like, E.T.? Eric? I'm like, yeah, I'm E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher. So the lady brings her students over. So I went from 10 to 20 now. I've got about 20 students that I'm going in on. And the other teacher goes to the principal and says, do you know who's in our building? And so immediately after that period, you know, and I, I do like a um, an auditorium three hours in a row. They fill up the auditorium. No and I speak to them, right? But my aunt's still looking like, I didn't know. She's like, why are they taking pictures with you? And I'm like, auntie, wow. I know I'm not a big deal to you, <laughs> you know, but to a couple people, right. they really want to hear this. Right. So that's where we started. I just believe start where you are with what you have for what you have is plenty. And then just recently I was able to sit down with some uh, very powerful people in the education arena who are saying, E.T., we want to help. Uh, you take this platform to another level. You know, we have uh, the connections. We're in the schools, and we want to help you. But I, I just think, uh, Lewis, there are so many people who are waiting for the meeting. 
there's so many people waiting for that meeting to the happen opportunity. before they, and I just say, hey, let's go create it. So every city corporate brings me to, the NFL, the NBA brings me to, I say, bring me in a day early and let me hit every school I can hit, every detention center. And if I keep doing this, you reap what you sow. Eventually, wow. somebody's going to see what I'm doing and somebody, Oprah maybe, <laughs> Michelle maybe, hey, somebody's going to see what I'm doing. Oprah Oprah's people <laughs> listening, make sure you book this <laughs> guy to do something. No yes. Doubt. And... When you're speaking at the schools, are you doing most of it, you know, for free? Is it yeah. mostly kind of just going in and just if, showing if it's up? It's K-12 for the most part. It's yeah, free. Yeah. We're just it's college. Up. You yeah. know, well, they, they, they got a budget. Check. They can write that check. They got, they got a big <laughs> stadium. Have, I hear you, man. A few I'm big stadiums. <laughs> but you're getting paid to go out for something else. Absolutely. So Corporate is bringing yeah. me in or NBA, yeah. NFL, and then we're using that time, I like you know, that, to man. go back. Isn't it the American way? Like somebody has helped us, and then we pay it forward. man. Give it back. See, I told you I got stuff from the book. He said it the same time I feel like, you know. Like you were talking about in the beginning, you know, we can make all the money we want, get the cars, the jets or whatever, and have the fancy things, but when's enough enough? Like yeah. before you want to start making an uh, impact. Uh, and I feel like everything that I do and that we do, it's like if it's not giving uh, back in some way, then what's the point? Yeah. If it's just for me yeah, or just for yeah. us alone yeah. and it's not to serve people in a bigger way, yeah. like we're doing something wrong. Yeah. Let me tell you, man, last night, talking about Didi and I have been married 26 years, together 30 and we check in last night, mm. knowing what's going on today, and just to be able to hold each other. You know, as for me, I'm like, no child, they had the education is no child left behind. And I'm sitting here like, yo, I'm with my, my high school sweetheart. Like, we mm. made it through everything, and we're doing this thing together. You know, my son calls me this morning for worship. You know, he's like, Dad, I just want to get the day started. A couple of players in the car, and we're doing our thing. And I'm like, yo, I didn't have to leave my wife and my kids behind. Mm. Like, we're all together. I'm with the team eating breakfast. I'm like, yo, we didn't lose. We didn't lose, you know, and then you're in the airport and there's somebody that's hugging you and crying. I'm like, yo, we're able, we, we, we're taking everybody with us, you know. Yeah. It's like the LeBron commercial in Cleveland when he's starting to work out. Amazing. And then before you see it, like everybody's running and before it's thousands of people with LeBron. I'm like, that's how we feel. Nike hasn't asked us to do that particular commercial <laughs> sure, yet. <they> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but that's what we're doing. Like, it's people who are following us in every city. Yeah. Now we got Breathe University. There are people all over the world. They're on, they're on this movement of this being phenomenal so they're not forgotten. They're on this... They, they're on this for real. The school of greatness. Like yeah. they're really about being great. And it's not us alone. It's it's all of us together, man. So it's just been sweet not getting to the top and like you're by yourself. But I've gotten to the top and all these people are mm. that still coming with us. So it's just it's what you say is money. OK, yeah, you do need that. You need resources. But it's not mm. about the money. The mm. money is a tool to help you accomplish that goal you're trying mm. to accomplish. Mm. And you didn't really have a lot of money growing up, right? No, nope, not at all. So how did no. you learn from someone who never made money, really, to build wealth? How was that for you? Did you learn from someone? Did you just oh, yeah. kind of figure it out? I mean, the books. Come on, let's be real. You got the the the, the Napoleon Hills. Yeah, they can grow rich on yeah. the top there. Uh, that's yeah. my. That's the one, man. Yeah. You know, um, you, you know, the richest man in Babylon. I got that in here. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. you know, all the classics, <laughs> man. Um, um, um. um the richest man that ever lived. I mean, it's just so many yeah. different classics. Isn't uh, the richest man in Babylon? Is that the one where he gives away fifty percent of everything? Yep, yep. and he puts the secret, the percent. scrolls, right? Yep, is scrolls. that what it is? Yep. Well, the scrolls, Mark one and two are. Um, uh, I'll tell you when I finish, but I, I got that one. The scroll Mark one two. But for me, then I start meeting Dan Gilbert. I start mm. meeting Bob Proctor, and I was saying like, I don't want to meet, get the check from these guys. Mm. I want to sit down and learn from these guys. So a lot of those guys have done it, and then we've been fortunate to have our own you know, um, financial guru now with Josh, 
you know, being a part of the team, you know, mm-hmm. so looking at things from a financial standpoint, because I'll be honest, I always looked at stuff from a ministry standpoint, you know, and the ministry is good, but you, it's not a business, you know, so now we have a business model, you know, and things are happening. So I got around the right people, man, and, and, and was honest enough, you talk about ego, was humble enough to say, I don't know, and I'm not going to pretend like I know, right. you know, because sometimes you like, I don't know, you like, you get these people around you and you try to act like you know. You know, people, did you read that book? I talked to people, oh, yeah, I read that book. You read that book? Oh, yeah, I read that book. They never read a book a day in their life. But I'm like, no, no, no I, I don't know. You know, and, and then we need your help. So mm. I've just surrounded myself with the with the people who know I do well at what I do well at, and I let the people mm. who do well at what they do, I give them free reign to do what they do. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, CJ not necessarily doesn't give us all free reign. But <laughs> I, I get free reign. Yeah, I, I, like I get a free reign. I like yeah. it. What would you say is your greatest gift in the world? Service. Mm. nobody's going nobody's going to serve like I serve you know I'm going to preach uh, then I'm going to mop the floors I'm going to cook I'm going to cut the potatoes I'm going to skin them cut them boil them like nobody's going to outserve me you know I'm going to serve in the morning I'm going to serve at night everybody leaves mm-hmm. I'm going to cut the light off mm. you know so for real people have different gifts people are intelligent people write you know people are athletic people are fast you know interview whatever I I am the best servant in the world I am. I read something and I knew, I, it, you know, it's just stuff just hit you. But I would never forget reading that the greatest among you shall be a servant. Mm. I was like, ooh, that's my lane right there. <laughs> the greatest among you will be a servant. I'm mm. like, I can do that. I can I can wash feet. You know, I don't have a problem with that. I, mm. Whatever you need me to do, I can do that. You know, so uh, that's my greatest gift. People think it's speaking. Speaking is the platform that gets the attention. But once I get your attention and you come in my life, you, I, you, mm. yeah, I, I will, I'll say, like, you won't want to leave this relationship. Sure, like, sure. Like that. You won't want to leave me. How did you learn to, to speak the way you do? Um, paying attention. You know, I think a lot of speakers that I watched, they would come into a building and have a message. And I don't care who was in the room. They do the message. I'm like, nobody's listening. Mm. Like, everybody's asleep. But my man is so into himself, like he didn't even realize that everybody's knocked out. I'm like, they're asleep. Like, it's not working. He's not looking in people's <laughs> yeah, eyes. He's not, he's not, not looking at eyes. He don't yeah. care what's going on. He just got his eight, uh, his eight speech PowerPoint. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he's yeah. going through a hundred slides. Nobody's getting clap at the yeah, end. Yeah. He's like, if they right. get that. Because <laughs> this the generation now, they're, they're going to walk out. They're on the phone. Yeah, they're on the they're, phone. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. They, they, they like it. And I, and I realized, like, that's not working, you know. And um, when I start, like, talking to people, it's weird. People say, you know, how do you do what you do? I'll just go and ask people, like, what what, what, what be your takeaway? If you were listening, like, what would you want to hear? And I just go up and say what they said. So I spend time with the people. I talk to the custodial worker, and I ask him, like, yo, I know the principal's perspective, but my man, you got a lot of paperwork going on. Mm-hmm. He's behind the desk. Like, you're a custodial worker. Like, you see the kids. You hear things yeah. that nobody else hears. What's going on with these kids? With well, his parents is divorced, and this kid, you know, is mm-hmm. from a foster care, and a lot of our kids, I probably get more uh, thorough uh, information from the custodial worker like my man like believe it or not very wise and 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 very tapped in sometimes the principal's not tapped into the pulse you know they, they think they, they know yeah, what they want to hear but they but don't yeah. know what's going on yeah. talk to the teachers so and true, once i get that I, all i have to do is go up and say what you told That's me it. but just keep it creative it's so true yeah. and loud i figured the loud thing to help <laughs> keep ah! your attention yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean it's so true i mean i that's something that i like to do as well i was i was in uh giving a speech in Illinois the other day, and I asked them beforehand, you know, a week before, you know, what do you want me to cover? What do you want to talk about? And they said a few things, and I was like, that just doesn't feel right. (laughs) I just don't think this audience wants that. So we get there early, and I'm in the back of the room talking to people, just saying, hey, what are you getting out of today? What do you want to get out of this? You know, they don't even know I'm speaking. I'm just like, "What's what's the big thing? What's the big challenge in your life? 
And I love that you yeah. do that as well because yeah. I don't think a lot of speakers do no, that. No, because they, they're, they're full of themselves. Yeah. And they think, and, I, and this is what I tell young speakers. I don't like going to a restaurant where the food is sitting under that, that, that red light. I like to go where I can order and it's made fresh. So as a presenter, I'm not going to give you the, 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 the red beam light. I'm going to give you, you can order fresh. Like, what do you want? So when I come in, my stuff is going, I may have never Made done. to order. It's made to order. And even mm. Carl has a hard time sometimes. Because it's like, yo, Carl, hey, I don't know. what. Like, he talk, I don't know. Just start. And he'll go, okay, boom. All right. And I'll talk. And he'll just kind of fill me out. Like, okay, I think this right. is next. I think that. But although it's, it puts more work on us, it guarantees that it's organic and that the people are going to walk out refreshed. So I'm about being organic, man. Yeah. That's all I'm about. Yeah. I was speaking to a, a class yesterday, a small class of students, high school students, and uh, and they were in a leadership class talking about public speaking. And a lot of them, their biggest fear is speaking. Right. So how did you overcome the fear? Maybe it sounds like you never were afraid to speak in front of a group, but how? I was. I still am. <laughs> how do you, uh, you know, teach that? And I, I know you guys have a uh, a public speaker training program yeah, where you just guys started. Yes. So it's at et it's at etinspires.com. Yeah, you guys yeah, can learn more about it. if you yeah. want to learn how to do that yeah. and what your style is. You can get that training there. But what's a? How do people overcome that fear when you realize that you're not speaking? so that people can critique you, you're speaking to change their life. Mm -hmm. So you have the opportunity. I don't know if there's anything, okay, I'm sure there is, but I don't know if there are more ways to change people than being upfront and like literally speaking. Like that, I don't know what the power is, but there is a power. You know, when you sit down and you're letting somebody's like, like control your thinking, control, like they're putting work. And so I realized like, yo, E, this is a crazy responsibility. But literally I have a chance when a kid is listening to me for 30 minutes, he can walk out and his life can be changed forever. So when I shift the focus from how do I sound? How do I look? I want people to say nice things about me too. I'm going to change your life forever. The, the, I would say there's still some anxiety because I want to make sure I do it effectively but it takes the pressure off because it's not about me now. Mm -hmm. It's about changing this kid's life, making principals go back, teachers go back, parents go back uh, with a, a a vision or an excitement or, or, or you know, a, a hunger that they didn't have prior to me being there. So for me, it's like I think if you're focused on, well, am I going to get a letter of recommendation? Are they going to bring me back? Or did, are they going to say positive things about me? Am I going to get more likes? You know, uh, is my social media go maybe you should be afraid. But if you go in saying, you know, I'm gonna change this kid's life forever, I'm gonna change his life, this marriage forever. If you go in with that, it kind of takes some of the edge off. Yeah, I yeah. love that. And that's kinda like the Michael Jordan approach where yeah. he said, you know, every night I knew someone in the arena was coming yeah, to watch something. me and I had to show up to be to be a catalyst of possibilities or hope for them, right? And it's funny because for years when I was speaking, I was I was always the other way. I was always nervous about what are people going to say? Are they going to like me? Yeah, are they going right, to boo me? Am I going to yeah. forget my words right, or whatever? Right, right. And it was always about the ego. Yeah. Like, am I going to look okay? Yeah. And then a couple of years ago, I got some great teaching that from someone who said exactly what you said, essentially, about remove yourself from the situation and make it about the audience. Make it about how can you be in service the, yeah. the maximum way. So I love that you're teaching yeah. that. And yeah. I'm sure the entire training is going to be more of those great things. Oh, so make sure you guys go check it out absolutely. and get it. What um? How do you prepare mentally before either a, a school of again six or a corporation of six thousand do you have the same mental preparation or ritual before you jump on stage or get in front of a room if so what is that i think it's every day that's why i'm in a school every day that's why i don't wait until i get a call that's why if there's a corporate company that i have a relationship with 
I just did something for five guys. I'm staying in touch with uh, the owners. I'm staying in touch with the staff. I'm going to five guys locally and saying, hey, you, you guys were at the conference. Is there anything I can help you with? And so I think that's the thing. CJ teaches us to stay ready. You know, that's the theme, stay ready. So a part of staying ready is, yeah, you don't have to get ready. So the, the NFL players that I work with, I'm constantly on the phone with those guys. I'm on the phone with the coaches. I'm constantly asking questions. Like, I don't assume that I can wait for the call and then prepare myself in 30, 40 minutes to be ready to to to, mm-hmm. to fa- So I, I create relationships with these individuals. I create friendships with these individuals. And I stay in touch with them on a regular basis, adding value. Like, how can I add value to your life? And then they just keep me, e, man, you don't you don't realize, you know, what's going on in the NFL. It's like we're watching the Super Bowl, and then the day after we got to do this. And then, e, man, it's like from January to April, like mentally we just got at home, and, you know, we, we got friends that are trying to distract us, and we don't want to. And I'm like, oh, there we go. All right, Carl, let's put some videos together for that. All right, let's put a curriculum together for that. And so I'm talking and talking talking. So then when the team calls me and says, you know, the Browns called me, Hugh Jackson said, E.T., I want you to come and work with me. Well, now – when I get there, I'm already, I already know some of the things that he would need as a coach to help these young players. And as much as I'm allowed to, I'm, I'm going to have that impact. So I just mm. stay in school, stay in detention centers. Now my daughter is going to detention centers with me. She wants to be a, a, a social worker. You know, so I'm staying tapped in. My son's a general manager, so when I do stuff with uh, teams, I bring him along when he can come. So just staying in the environment, staying with the post, because if you know the post, it's all you man it's, it's easy all you're doing is just rehearsing you know it's like you're doing you, you practice 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 and when show time, yeah you, you, you just lay it out yeah it's nothing different it's nothing different you're doing it every day but if you do it once every month it could be it could be a challenge challenging yeah, yeah. what do you think about before you go to bed am i gonna wake up the next morning you know and if i don't what p- uh, pieces do i need to put in place so that my wife is well as a matter of fact, you know, it's funny you asked me that. I felt in my spirit. You know how stuff just comes? I said the other day, because my daughter's 18, and, you know, she's starting to um, – she's probably been interested in dating, just didn't share that with me. No, absolutely. So Any 18-year-old girl. Careful. So she's about yeah, 11 probably. Careful. I'll say that. You know, I was about to say, my daughter just started dating. No, no, no. She's probably just felt comfortable telling me yeah, yeah. that she likes boys, you know. So um, what I've been doing is I say, E, you know what you need to do? You need to sit down on this phone, and you need to talk your daughter through a relationship just in case you don't make it. You know, mm. you talk your son through his 20s just in case on one of these flights something, you know, was to happen. And so that's what I've been thinking about lately is, E, how do you prepare them even in your death? Like, how, how do you set up your family and structure in such a way that if you're not physically here, that coaching is still here, that your voice is still in their ear, you know? So that's what I've been thinking about. And then more importantly, like the mistakes I made that day, E, I always see it, you know, working with Coach Izzo, one of the things I've learned from Coach is he uses his timeouts wisely. He uses half times wisely. He's constantly trying to make adjustments, you know, during that time frame. And so for me, going to bed is rest. And so prior to going to bed, I'm like, yo, E, what adjustments, you know, do you need to make? And then, you know, make those adjustments when I make I wake up that next morning. Mm. Uh, what do you think your biggest weaknesses are? Man, just wanting to do too much, man. You know, um, you know, when you think about – yeah, education, I think about marriage, I think about, and all of them are, you know, equally important. People get divorced, you know, you got kids who don't finish school, you got kids who make terrible decisions and they're on the streets or prisons. Like, I could just do prison or I could just do education. So sometimes it's just like, yo, it's just like, yo, I want to save the world. And, you know, I have to explain to my wife, I can't help that I want to save the world. 
know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't wake up one day and say, I want to save the world. I, I didn't push a button and say, all right, save the world. It's like I was born with it. I was born to care. I see people, I'm trying to stop, hug everybody before I get on my flight. I don't carry money anymore because I always give it away. It's like I didn't ask to be this guy. And it's not a lot of say the world people out. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you're like a freak. You know what I'm saying? It's like, when are you going to stop? When are you going to quit? When are you going to, I'm like, yo, I want to stop. But when I sleep, I'm dreaming of people. I got a person just recently who, unfortunately, um, I was trying to coach and mentor and it, the relationship didn't work out. I literally had a dream about those individuals hugging them and their family. And mm. you know what I'm saying? I hadn't even talked to the person in 30 days, but I'm still thinking about them like in my sleep. I'm th- I, I didn't ask to do that. I didn't ask to care to that level. Like some people are yeah. gr- like some people I know they're good. Like they can get rid of a person and like never think about that person. Like I, I'm not wired like that. Like I can't abandon you because you did something I didn't like. Like I'm just wired to be a shepherd. I'm wired to serve, you know? So, um, and, but sometimes it causes challenges because other people are like, yo, well, I'm focused. I got to do this or I got to do that. Or my wife was like, well, what about our family? Cut that off and just us. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying, but I don't know what it, <laughs> like, I don't know where the switch is. Like, you know, I don't, if, if, if I found out where it was, I would, you know, cut the circuit breaker off and then cut it back on three, four hours later. So I think that's probably my greatest weakness is I do want to save the world and you got to be balanced. Like mm. you got to take care of your family. You got to take care mm. of your staff. And you got to know when to say no and when to say yes. But right. it, it's still a challenge. Absolutely. Every school called. Why didn't you come to our school? Why didn't you come to this school? Eric's a big, he think he's big time now. Like, why, he was in our town and he went to these schools. Why didn't he come over to here? Does he only work with this group or does he only work with that group? And it's just like, I want to save everybody, but well, it's 24 hours in a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's in the way? What's in the gap for you for achieving your dreams? Uh, time, you know, um, and just prioritizing and mm. You know, that's the beauty of having a team you talked about earlier. Yeah. Now, as the team grows, you can have more Chick-fil-A's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you, you take them from the South now. You're starting to see them in Michigan and yeah. Illinois and whatever. So when you get that model, and I think that's what, you know, having a CJ and a Josh right now, what they're trying to do is say, hey, let's turn to ET. If you have a, a program, P70 speaker training, then you're not hitting these two or three people here, 10 people there. Now you have this academy and you can bring people and you can do more. So for me, that's not my thing, but having a team of guys now who are saying, hey, let's make it a machine. You know, and if it's a plane, E, and we get you a 757, we can put three, 400 people on. We still can't do it the way you want to do it. You still can't get a million people. Yeah, yeah. You can't create a machine for a million people, E, but we can get you, we can get 500 people on the plane for you sure. and you can take care of those 500, you know. So um, I think that has been in a way, mm. it's no longer a challenge. They're actually developing that as we speak. And I think that's going, that's, that's going to help me feel better that I've saved a million this year. Right. I still got to get to those, those billions, but <laughs> we'll take the millions that we can I get like this it. year. I yeah, like yeah. it. And who was the most influential person in your life growing up? Probably my mom. You know, biggest man. lesson she taught you. What's that? Yeah, mom's like no excuse. You know, she had four. Was, my grandma had fourteen kids. My mom was the wow. only one. You know, really to finish high school. Fourteen. Fourteen. Holy cow! And lost a set of twins, so it should have been sixteen. In a like a three bedroom house with two bath, with well, one bath. You know, um, and I just saw yeah, no Chicago. We're originally from Chicago, and I saw my mom. My mom went back to my mom went to college at forty eight and graduated at fifty two. So my mom is that dog. You know what I'm saying? When I think about that, that's my mom, you know, and even though I used to be upset with my mom because she lied about, you know, who my biological father was, it was a plan. You know, mom's like the original Olivia Pope. You know what I'm saying? Mom's like, we go, you know what I'm saying? They not going to know who you are. They not, like, how do you get uh, two families not to say who your father is? 
And I was with my biological father's family. I was with my grandma and my aunts and didn't know who he was. Wow. So my mom had a straight, like a, she had it planned out. You know, like, yo, this is what's going to happen. You're going to go to school. I, my mother would like sleep in tents so I can go to special schools, you know, because they had they, it's like, you don't know, waiting list. You know, so she would live in like in a tent, really like, you know, just like, you know, camp out, if you will, for me to get in. So mom is, you know, she started as a photographer in 18, 19, turned that into microfilm, you know, for Ford, graduate, uh, 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 finished Ford with a degree, you know, and put herself like one of the highest levels you could go. So just seeing my mom grind all these years and not say, well, I didn't have my father in my life and I grew up in poverty on the south side of Chicago. I went, mom didn't make any excuses. Mom said, hey, we'll do whatever it takes. And so uh, mom is definitely, man, even though we had an estranged relationship, you know, for a couple of years, I left and was immature. But mom has definitely always been that that person that I, you know, because some of our challenges, I wouldn't say that I had my mom's picture on the wall, but we've always been emotionally attached. Mm. You know, we've always been very close, you know, and so mom has definitely been that person that I learned my grind from. Mm. And what would you say is the biggest lesson you learned from your father or the absence of your father? Um, that you could fake it like you care, but you can't fake it like you're there, you know? And I think it's so weird, man. Like when I worked with the Browns this year, I didn't get to talk as much as I'm used to talking. You know, that wasn't the role, um, which was weird for me because I'm like, yo, I'm a, I talk. But, man, I would literally come to the meetings or I would be on the field as they're coming out, getting ready for the game. And I remember God saying to me, like, yo, I still can't believe you on the field, E. Like, yo, I've been watching you since I was in high school. Mm. I cannot believe you standing here with, you know, with my team's T-shirt on. Like, yo, this is unreal. And I would have guys from the other team like, okay, I know you with the Browns, E, but, hey, when I was with Oregon or Alabama, <laughs> you came to my school, you know, and just to see that the talking is good, but being present and holding somebody and looking them in their eyes and saying like, yo, you could do this, like after a loss in Cleveland and just being there. And they're like, yo, E, we lost 10 games. You still here? We lost 12 games. I'm like, yo, I'm here. I'm not here win or lose. Like, I'm not here. I'm here for you. And to be able to be there for people, mm -hmm. I'm realizing that's the best. As a father, I'm there for my children, you know. The staff, as much as I can be, I'm there for the staff. Like, I'm not in my own world, whatever. We eat together. We fly together. You know, we in the same car. I don't have – I might be Hollywood. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I might need a chauffeur these days. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but I mean, we still do everything together, you know? So for me, I'm realizing the power of presence. You don't have to always talk. You don't have to give people gifts. Sometimes just being in people's life through the ups, the downs, the bad, the ugly, the snow, the sleep, people value and appreciate you just being present. Well, I love hearing that a Michigan guy is in Ohio supporting <laughs> my team. No question. We need to let the coach have you speak before every pregame no and no warm them up. You hear this, Hugh? <laughs> Let's go. Come on, Cleveland. Um, a few more questions for you. And I could, sh I could talk with you all day. I love this. And um, what are you most proud of that most people don't know about you? Man. I don't know what I'm most proud of. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I have any um, like individual pride. I think what I'm most proud of is that uh, I've been able to get with a group of men mm -hmm. and we've been able to become brothers and we haven't let egos get in the way and we've been able to change the world with little or nothing. Like when you look at our company, mm -hmm. you know, we're from, we're from Lansing, Michigan. Like that's where we started in Lansing. We didn't have 
any support. Now, I've got to change. I used to always say, nobody gave us anything, but a lady wrote me a check for $1,000 at the free program I do at Michigan State. So that's, I can't say that anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but we haven't had a lot. And like I said, egos haven't gotten away. It's not mm-hmm. a thing of, you know, um, you're bigger than me or I'm bigger than you. You know, um, we, like for real, financial records, just everything. We've shared everything. And for us to be three young men from, you know, Lance in Detroit, Barbados, and to be able to change the world. Like, you don't know what it feels like to just have people, like, I can't go anywhere anymore. Like, people know who I am. Mm-hmm. And, and people, you know, was at the NFL um, experience, and I remember we went to a restaurant, and I saw a hip-hop artist that would walk in, and nobody wouldn't say anything to him other than, you know, they go, but people would walk right. up to me and hug me and start crying and say, look, guy, I'm not, I'm not a groupie. Like, yeah. Eric Thomas, do not get this twisted. I don't take pictures with celebrities but you changed my life. And this is bigger than, I met a guy when we were at the, uh, when we came in last night to the hotel, he said, yo, E, I don't want to say anything to you, but like I built my business because of you. Like you wow. changed my life. Like I hear this every day. And so for me, it's like, I'm proud of the fact that we were able to build something that helps people and not necessarily just the focus on us. But but we meet people that say, man, I made $15 million in the last three years watching you guys, your free podcast, your free this, your free that. You know, so for real, man, a group of guys coming together in a room and having a dream and a goal and having a blue collar, forgive me, but a blue collar. We're not Apple, you know, we're not Microsoft and maybe, you know, we're not in the big magazines and like, you know, some of the, you know, more uh, powerful people in the world may not necessarily be talking about it, but the everyday people Mm -hmm. who are struggling to get up and get at it are saying, yo, you help me. And for me, it's like, yo, we're contributing to America, just like all these other great Apple phones, we're changing lives yeah. in the grow. So that's what I'm probably, you know, most proud of, of what we've done. I can't think of any individual sure. uh, thing I've done. Yeah, it took me 14 years to get, a, you know, I mean, 12 years to get a 40 degree. So I, I don't really know that I have anything like, for real, like I, I, I was homeless, high school dropout, eating out of trash cans. I don't know if I've ever had that thing that I did. Like I wasn't an athlete. Like I, I, I've never had that thing that I can hang my hat on as an individual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But as a team, I can truly say I can I can hang my hat on as ETA. We have like we would be magnum cum laude, summa cum laude, whatever that is. Like yeah. we would be up there with the highest GPA. honors. Oh, yeah, no yeah, doubt we I would like be up it. there. Yeah. And what's the total of views you've had now on all the videos on, on YouTube? You guys know the know how many that's... how many views? Hundreds of millions, Hundreds yeah. Of, millions of views. Yeah. yeah, the PhD, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember I was watching it for like a year, building up to it, man, all, all saying, over online. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, even that, though, is as excited as I was for Even that was a collective effort. You know, of course. I've got people yeah. who supported me in terms of editing, you know, people who made me rethink, you know, like, okay, Ida, I'll never forget. I, I, I read it the other day. One of the young ladies who uh, was, was on my committee, she said to me, it was so funny. I sent her the first draft, and she's like, I'm not trying to be funny. But I know Eric Thomas. I don't see any passion in this. Mm. Like, there's nothing that says roar, beast mode. I'm not trying to be funny, but if you, if this is going to have your name on it, I would go back and give me some ET. And I didn't know, you know, because that's not my space. I didn't know I could go ET. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know I could Let's bring go. it to life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't know I could bring color to it, you sure, know, in life. Because yeah. it's academic. Of it's, course. You know, so. I didn't say that just because like it's not something right, right. that I've done. You know, I didn't do that on my own. That would it would be so many people that would have to be in this room, you know, with me. But in terms of ETA, like I could truly say I know what my part is in this movement, and I'm very proud of what we collectively have been able mm. to do together. Mm. Yeah, it's great, man. I love it. Yeah. What is um, 
what is Breathe University? What is this? And how can people be a part yeah, of it? It's a family, man. You know, it's a family. It's a, it's a group of people who believe like we believe, who share our values, who share our passion. And now we've just created a, a, a platform where we can be together. Man, it's, look, and I, I, I would never talk about any other platform, but the thing I'm so proud of with Breathe U, uh, the young man who runs some of our mastermind calls, he said, look, yo, in the last two or three years, he has missed two calls. Mm. So I'm on the Thursday call, I'm on the Sunday call, whatever calls. Like, we get to do BU meetups. So, like, I'm in L.A., so all our students that are in this area will come together and do lunch or dinner together. Mm. So it's just a huge cool. family, a fraternity, if you will, of people who started from the bottom. It's like, yo, E, I don't have millions. You know, I don't have, you know, seven, ten thousand 10,000 to be a part of these programs. And so we're like, hey, we're, uh, you know, we the Kia. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You're the Kia of, of, of this game. It's a, 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 a great vehicle, you know, 100,000 miles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a great car. It's just where you are, the way you need to be. It, it may not have it, the brand recognition of some of those others, but in terms of may that. They don't have stars yeah, in the right, ceiling. Yeah. And, so yeah. that's what we are, man. And so uh, yeah. we've been able to and help people. what are you teaching? What are you teaching? Uh, there are marriage courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have financial courses. We have personal development. There are spiritual courses, you know, so. Um, whatever you're looking for, uh, entrepreneurship, you know, CJ and the guys show you how to start with whatever the gift is and no bank account and still use your platforms that you have to be successful. So everything we've done, the triple double is what we like to call it. You know, we're very successful in our marriages. Um, just yesterday, man, I'm, I'm so I'm so proud, man. Like I know people might laugh at me or whatever, but yesterday. Uh, my son came by and we had a marital session and so he was leaving and and I was sitting on the couch and he came over the couch and kind of like grabbed and hugged me you know and kind of did his head on my head and was like all right dad love you and the and the couple that was there was looking like wow like yo he's 21 years old Mm. you know but he's still coming home still to hug and then afterwards he was like all right, Dad, where's the money at? I, I, sure. I hug you because yeah, I, yeah. I know I could get to your heart. So where's the bill. money at, Dad? Yeah. I was like, oh, what's up? I'm like, you got me. It's up in the cabinet yeah. to the left. You know, you can grab it. So, you know, so for us, man, we, <laughs> we're, we're trying to teach fathers how to be parents because a lot of dads don't ha- didn't have dads. Mm-hmm. So just everything, man, that you could think of, how to save your money, how to make money, whatever you need in life with a one-stop shop. Uh, you want to learn how to work a mm-hmm. camera, Carl can teach you how to work a camera you know, go viral. Yeah. So just whatever you need, we're, we're that company to help you get it. I love it, man. I love it. And that's all at uh, ET inspires. Uh, right? That's what started, I hear. Right? I've never, I I've not it. been to the site, but I hear <laughs> I it's all it. there. Yeah. Maybe I need to start going to the site. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you got books, you got apparel, yeah. you got mixtapes, yeah. videos, whatever you need, man, to get you, you pumped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, and on that site, or you get the app, download the Eric Thomas app. It's all free. Eric Thomas 2.0. I think I should be at 7.0, but these guys make the decision. <laughs> I don't know how I'm still just at 2.0. iPhone sure. 7. Like, I should at least be 4 like, by now. So, <laughs> I like yeah, it. Yeah, so I'll have a talk with him about that later. <laughs> and I, for, I wanted to ask you this question earlier, yeah. and I forgot. Um, <clears throat> is it more important to focus on training the rising generation, the youth, or the current leaders who are instilling the information yeah, into the world? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I think it's um, – you know, both and, mm-hmm. you know, not either or. I yeah. think it's both and. You know, I think we've got to, we've got to, those people who are influencing them now, we have to get to them and show them every word you say to them is either tearing them down or building them up. And the older generation has to learn. They It's not that they don't want it. They just need it in a different way. You know, they want to be successful. They, they, they want families. But the way you used to do it, you can't do it. And now we got to get to the babies because they literally will change the face 
you know, of America. And so that's why you see me in elementary, middle, high, college, NFL, you know, and now we have a program mm-hmm. for players after the game. And I think that's what makes our ministry so unique is that there are individuals who will see me at the NFL at a game and say, you know, I've been rocking with you since I've been in high school, E. That's and so cool. to have people that you've that have been listening to you for 10, 8, 7 years, and then you get to meet in person, they're like, yo, I feel like I'll, I'll never forget when I, I met uh, RG3 for the first time. You know, he was kind of like, yo, E, I f-, he's like, it's funny, I want to say hi, but I feel like I already know you. You know, so it's like, it's weird because I've been listening to you for the last five, six years, you know, so uh, for me, I think for you got to get them young mm. and you got to spend as much time with them as, as possible. So when they become adults, they're not just leaders, but effective and efficient leaders. Yeah. This is called the three truths. Okay. I don't remember if I asked you this last time. <laughs> so all three have to be true. <laughs> <laughs> well, your three truths. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So uh, this is uh, many, many years down the line. It's your last day, right? Just imagine it's your last day. And you've got billions of views or however many billions of views now, not just millions. You've impacted the world. You've changed everything you want to change. You've done everything you wanted to do. Everything has happened that you envision, which I know is going to happen. And um, that's it. It's about, you know, you're about to call it quits. It's the last day. And for whatever reason, everything you've ever created has been erased. All your content, videos, universities, everything has been gone, your content, your messages. And you had a piece of paper and a pen, and you got to write down three final truths, the three things you know to be true from all the things you've said and all the places you've gone and spoken to from all walks of life. What are those three lessons that you would say, these are the, the principles and the truth of what you need moving forward? If this is all they had to remember you by, are these three lessons. Yeah, so the first one, you just said it. Uh, we got to get that information back. you know. So we got to have a love for knowledge. Like we got to get all that back because we are what we know. You know, we're, mo- we're no more than what we know. Uh, so people who are, I-, I heard something recently Carl said where if you took a room of 100 people and added 100 billionaires to the room, give it five or six years, the people who are in poverty would go back to being poor and the billionaires would find a way to be billionaires again. And it's because of what they know. You know, so I would say knowledge is power. Number two, I'd say we are where we are because of experiences. You know, so so find those relationships, you know, find hopefully Didi would be with me on this last day. Mm-hmm. You know, find those relationships, man. Find those people that you love, you know, and love on them. Like, don't get so caught up in money and stuff because relationships are really the essence. And then the final one, man, be true to yourself, you know, you know, especially being in, in L.A., you know, it's so mm-hmm. superficial. You know, some people can be so superficial, you know, there's no depth, you know, it's so dense, you know, and so I would say. You know, to your own self, be true. Find out who you are, what your gift is, what you love. Like, eat what you like to eat. Go where you like to go. Like, be you. And you'll find out that when you're you, you will attract you. You know, you will attract all the happiness, the wealth that you can by being you. But if you're fake, you know, you can't do it. And this last one, I'm going to get in trouble for this. But my wife's been on the elliptical lately. She's like, I got to lose my butt. I'm like, well, people are paying for that. You trying to lose it. You got folks paying for that right there. (laughs) So I I won't know about But I was teasing her because I was saying you got one group that feels, so who's happy? The person that doesn't have it trying to buy it, the person that has it trying to give it away. It's like this crazy world. You know, why can't we just enjoy what we have. Why are we always looking at what somebody else has? Like, enjoy what you have, especially if your husband's not mad at it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So, I know she's going to hear this and be like, well, why did you say that? 
the Lewis house. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Those are great. And what's the question you wish more people asked you? Um, how? You know, they don't ask how a lot. They always like the what. You know, you made this money. You got this. You done this. No, ask me how. How? Yeah, just ask me. Oh, I said it's like <laughs> serving. You know what I'm saying? Getting around the right people. You know, but people always ask, like, what time do you get up? Why are you asking me what time I get up? You need to find out why I go to bed when I go to bed. You know, how, I, how I'm able to go to bed at the same time every night. How I'm able to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, how I'm able to grind throughout the day. Like, you, you need to know the formula. And you're just, you know, it's like math. Our teachers, are, I don't know if this is true of you guys, but we wouldn't get full credit in math if we didn't write out you know, the process. True. If you just had yep. the answer, they're like, okay, I'll give you two points for that. Right. But, like, I'll give you 100 if you can show me how you got to that. You know, because if you can show me the formula, I guarantee if you really know the formula, well, you're going to get the answer correct probably 90 out of, a, you know, 100% of the time, 90% of the time you're going to get it right. And so I just think that's the problem. Nobody's asking me for the formula. Everybody just wants what I have. Nobody's asking me how I got here. And I think that's the question that people need to ask more. And that's what I love about being on your show. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. You can go listen to whatever interviews I did a lot more in an earlier time. Now I'm focused, mm -hmm. so I try not you to. You don't do know, too many interviews. Yeah, now. I don't do yeah. it. I don't know I did any really last year. But if you listen to your questions mm -hmm. and how you got to those, it's different than what most people ask me. And I and I stopped doing it because I got tired of what time you yeah. go to bed, what time you wake up. I say most of the stuff you ask me, you can read the book and get that, right. or you can listen to the podcast and get that. Ask me something that is so in-depth that I have forgotten to talk about it, that I no longer think about it, that is not, you know, at the center of my, you know, thought process. Like, dig deep, because there's some stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Like, it took me 12 years to get a four-year degree. There's some stuff in there. Like, yeah. bring some of that stuff out, and I think sure. you do a great job of doing that. Appreciate it, brother. Yep. Thank you, thank you. Yep. Um, well, before I ask the final question, I want to take a moment to acknowledge you, Eric, because, again, you are what you preach um, you go to the schools, you're on the ground day in, day out for the last 10, 12 years. You've been doing it. You were doing it before you had the brand, the, the videos. You've been doing it, and you're still doing it. And you're accelerating it and growing it. And so I want to acknowledge you for your incredible you. level of support and service and impact in the world because you. what you do, how you show up matters, and it's making a huge impact on the youth, which I remember being a kid and having someone inspire me that I looked up to that was a catalyst for me. That changed my mindset from a destructive, right. depressed, right. Uh, abusive mindset going down a really bad path to a more positive mindset and living a life that was possible to achieve my dreams. And you're doing that every single day for so many kids. So I acknowledge you for you. your Thank ability to show up with energy, with passion, and the sacrifices that you make to go to bed early and wake up at 3 a.m. Not many people do that. And so you're doing things on a different level, and I acknowledge you for the incredible gift that you are. That, yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Thank you. And I'm going to call Tom Brady and tell him next year, he could just put you in as a tight end. I'm watching <laughs> dude, right here. I'm like, you should have been a tight end. I could have you, been, You need man. the Super Bowl. I could have been. It's like Gronkowski right here from where I'm looking I at. I know, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, we got to get you in, man. I played one year yeah. of arena football, but yeah. I never made it to the NFL. Well, so. Bra let Brady know, like, I'm going to call and say, hey, Brady, <laughs> here's the deal. Next time one of you guys go out, I just bring yeah, my man there in. You go, there That's you all. go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my final question is, what's your definition of greatness? Um, reaching your ultimate dreams and goals. Like the stuff that you know, you know, because there are kids out here who are doing better than their sister or their brother, and they're like, well, I'm doing better than you, but we know you haven't tapped into your true potential. And so greatness to me is, one, knowing what greatness should look like for you. 
having a, your own personal definition of greatness and getting up every single day and going after it, man. To me, that's what that's what greatness is. Yeah. Et, my man, thank Thanks, you so man. much. Appreciate brother. you having me on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. There you have it, greats. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And if you did, please let me know over on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Lewis Howes. Share this with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 466. If you know anyone who would love this message, please click on the share button right now on the podcast app that you're listening to, whether it be iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud, and share this out. Let's get the message out there. Let's help people rise to the top in their life. That's what this is about, bringing a community together to elevate, to achieve the greatness within us. But we can't do it on our own, and we need inspiration like this and messages that can help us with the tools and resources to get to that next level. So click on that share button on the podcast app or just tweet out lewishouse.com slash 466. Tag myself on Instagram stories where you're watching or listening to this in the world, and I'll connect back with you on Instagram stories as well. And always tag our guest. So make sure to tag Eric Thomas also. I love you guys so very much. Let me know what you enjoyed most about this episode, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Great.